falling into a foyer of unfamiliar friends or foes? Find out this week on The Hapless Heroes. You guys can do what you want. He knows that he's going to kick some ass. Hello and welcome to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. We'll start this evening as we start every evening on my eeny meeny my eh, 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 right with Francesco as Felix Fizzlebottom. Let's make another plan. And to his right we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. We solved one problem. Hopefully we didn't create more. To his right we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Aren't we just always creating problems? And to his right, we have Phil as Arasatra. Oh, Earth Mother, please let the problem stop. So uh, last week we left off on a bit of a cliffhanger because I just keep doing this because I apparently I pathologically can't stop doing this now. So um, can't stop, we'll stop. I know. So let's just uh, another one, another one, another one. Let the good let let it. I don't know something. I, I ran out of I ran out of pop culture references. I'm, it's it's. Let the good times roll was right there. You had it. Yeah, I know. I was there, and I wasn't sure whether or not I wanted to go that way, and I faked myself out. And it was, I mean, I'm having a great time. It is a great time. And rolling is happening as you guys tumble through the teleporter, because you know what? I, I know you guys just went through standing, but it feels like at a certain point that you guys should just go tumbling, you know, ass over tea kettle out of a teleporter, because I feel like it's a fun visual to start in on. And what else uh, gets started in on is uh, you are faced down by uh, what look like a number of um, teenagers or young adults uh, readying various weapons at you behind uh, tipped over trophy cabinets. Whoa, 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 hold on a second. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. There's no need to draw swords. We are the heroes of Telduria. And Quinn draws his sword. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to just, I'm going to like hero pose. The students draw harder. Jarrell is trying to roll charisma by saying that we are the heroes of Telduria. Yeah. You know what? That, that sounds great. Let's, um, uh, geez. Um, I'm going to try a persuasion and, and does my hero pose. Sounds good. That sounds better than having to call it a deception check. And does my, (laughs) uh, and does my hero pose provide help in any way? You know what? Okay, so um, Felix, start with your performance check. Oh, okay, I can do that, I guess. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, if you can add us a basic performance, like if you can do a convincing hero pose. Okay, seventeen. Yeah, seventeen gives you a pretty darn convincing hero pose. So we'll call that a help action. Thank you, thank you. I needed that. Well, whether or not you needed it, now you get it, so you can uh, get the help action and advantage Uh-oh. on this uh, team. Uh, the face that John made indicates to me that this was um, not a good time. I'm going to stick yeah, with the 13, the 13 that I rolled the first time. <laughs> and not the... One. <laughs> so fa- you you fail to capitalize upon it properly in our... Uh, <laughs> left to do it upon your own charms. You know, maybe it needs a little bit more coordination in the future, but such is life. Um, (laughs) So you're trying to persuade them that you are in fact the heroes of Teldoria, and they're not really buying it, it looks like, as they continue to have their weapons leveled, and they give skeptical looks. Listen, if we wanted you dead, we would have fired the first shot already. Guarantee it. Quinn (laughs) Quinn hears a loose cannon. When did I become we're, the loser? We're a bunch of murderers and thieves, but we're the heroes of Teldoria. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, if listen, if you aren't trying to like 
Like, I'm not trying to kill anybody here. In fact, you're the first people we've encountered this whole time. Listen, we're 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 just the students here. The faculty went out to defend the school, and they they left they left us back here with the with the with the. How on earth did you get in here? A lot of trial and error. <laughs> the scientific way. <laughs> I I I. This. This sounds. You're looking at a you're looking at a career omega project scientist right here, friends. Like we mean you no harm. We're actually what? here to help. Of all times, how, how, do you just have a thing for showing up at times like this? Is that how you guys became how you became? Uh, yes. You know, I think that's probably the best way to describe our rise to fame. Yes. I have always been destined for heroics. Fascinating. Yeah, we don't really question it. We just kind of accept that this is our existence. So, anyways, hello, students. I'm Felix Fizzlebottom. This is... Lord Jarrell the Light. You may remember me from such films as... <laughs> <laughs> hello, everybody. I'm Troy McClure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we need is uh, in... in, in, in... You know, where do we get a uh, Phil Hartman sound alike to play Jarrell in uh, in the cartoon of this? Right. I feel like he he teaches he teaches courses like plan making one hundred and one. Not staring into the third eye of Vecna, <laughs> one hundred and two. Excuse me, that is privileged information. Thank you. And my most recent, how to recognize a doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like the crappiest community college for being a paladin. The doppelganger <laughs> class is very useful. I will give them that. relevant. we're here to help. You said the faculty went to defend this school. Yes, uh, they, they, they should be out, in, out in, the, in, in, the, in the main area of the tower. Okay, so that's really funny you mentioned that because uh, we had to kind of come in through the top. It's a little bit hot down on the surface. Oh, no. Yeah. And it appears that some strange undead automata has uh, wrecked one of the teleporter units uh, towards the top of the tower. Oh, well. Oh, oh dear. They've, they've gotten all the way up there. It would I appear so. What's we thought? A lot more they at ground level. Do you know anything about... Yeah. What were you going to say? They seem to be occupying the main floor of the tower. There's quite a number of them. However, the rest of this structure is still a bit of a mystery. How long have you been down here? Or up here, or wherever we are. Uh, we've only been... Uh, we we only sounded the alarm about ten hours ago. Okay, uh, you know anything about the things that are attacking you, or do they just kind of show up? No, we've never seen them anywhere before. What is it that you do here? You just study? This is simply a a school. Um, that's that's on, on a need to know basis, and um, I don't think we're the ones who get to make those kind of decisions. That's well, what, whatever it is you do, I imagine it is powerful enough to attract the attention of this undead. There were ghost ships. Have you ever seen a g -g 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 ghost ship? <laughs> It's frightening. I can tell you what is going on up there is ravaging the entire continent, not just your little island. Yeah, you have to tell us what is going on. And if you don't tell us, and he takes his glove and, and kind of uh, wipes his rapier and goes, I'll make you and do a shish kebab. Wait, no, 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 no. What are you doing, Quinn? These okay, are our allies. Good. Well, before we get any further, Quinn, I would like you to make an intimidation check. 18. 
Okay, so you are suitably intimidated. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're, I mean, we're not trying to cause any trouble, but like, can can you understand? Like, you know, we, we literally have orders and regulations we have to follow here. We can't just go telling everybody random stuff. I mean, you sh you shouldn't even be. How on earth do you even know about this place? That's on a need to know basis. Just ah. kidding. We arrived here on an airship. We were evacuating a bunch of civilians from the Tri-Nation Peninsula. And then we saw that the lighthouse was in danger. So we flew our airship down here and tried trying to assist. Evacuate. So you evacuated everybody on your airship? No, 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 no. We evacuated everyone from the Tri-Nation Peninsula that we could fit on the ships of the Sea Lords. Wait, well, the Navy's here. Okay, okay, this was good to know. This was good to know. My heart rate's coming down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So yes, what, what do you mean the Navy? I'm afraid, I'm afraid there may not be much left of this island after that Admiral is done with this. I mean, the Admiral. cannons, the cannons. I didn't meet him myself. Wait. You mean the captain was, you have Admiral Mara, and then you have... Wait, uh, Ad Admiral Mara's here? Yes. Yeah, we arrived on the south one before we actually got back up to our airship. Oh, the south wind is here. Okay, okay, we might just make we might just make it out of this one after all. Well, even oh, better, I am Captain Quinn Southwind himself. Um, I'm not familiar with the Quinn Southwind. You don't happen to know the Lady Southwind, do you? One hundred percent famous. Yeah, I am one hundred percent famous. By the way, Listen, I, I, I'm sorry. We're a little cut off. So unless unless you're in with uh, you know kind of unless you run in the circles we run in, we're we're kind of a little distant from things here. Aren't you students of a school? Do you not read books? This is the brother of Tessa Southwind. Yes, you are aware that Tessa Southwind, Lady Southwind, has a number of brothers. You do know, understand the mechanics. this is one of them. Yes. <laughs> Look, it, it, we don't have that big of a guest list here. I'm just taking it as teenage angst. Like, he's clearly just lost. Okay, sure. You take it however way you he didn't, take it. He didn't do his homework. That That's you know, clear. That is clear. Yeah. Whatever you need to tell yourself to feel better, Quinn. Um, regardless, uh, so we're here to help. Uh, what were you doing at the time of the, I guess, invasion? Uh, class. This is a school. Okay, just check oh. it. Fooled me. Quinn's so mad. <laughs> Look, you must tell us what they are after. Listen, listen. It, if we get out of all this, if we get clearance, we can tell you. But I'm not. I am not about to run afoul of Admiral Mara, and I'm absolutely not about to run afoul of Admiral Mara's hatchet woman. No offense intended, but listen, you're you're not giving us like a really good set of options either way here. If they I, are dangerous people to you, then we truly are your only hope. Shit, what kind of protection racket are you guys trying to run on this school? So, okay, again, uh, I'm just going to say the, the views of our interns do not reflect the views of the right. proper here. My mistake. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Master Fizzlebottom. <laughs> The sass. She crosses her arms and steps back in like a huff. Like you called her rank and she's just pissed. Oh my God. She thought she was about to break through. She thought she was about to get somewhere. And you're like, no, oh. we're going to do this by the book. By, Nobody by, needs to know. <laughs> I have a quick out of character rebuttal for that. Okay. And that's your idea was to fill them with this grandiose vision that we are their only hope when they were just excited about the, their Navy arriving. 
their Navy, their, their people, the people that they actually know. But nope, nope. This group of strangers right here, this they group should of strangers know right here, yeah, this group of strangers right here is your best and only shot at survival. <laughs> I mean, we're here, aren't we? <laughs> the navy's the navy's out there. We're we're here. Listen, Who do you think directs the navy? If anything, maybe behind closed doors, Felix admires your your spunk and your tenacity. Okay, about how excited you were to just start pumping the name, right? Just like inflating our value immediately. Okay, that we'll look into that in the welcome package. Okay, if you haven't gotten it yet, we'll look into it. But even Felix knows where where where, where our limits lie, and that's overselling ourselves. <laughs> Special ops, as far as I'm concerned, like you can understand a, an entire fleet. You can understand battalions of tanks, but you cannot comprehend the essential small group operations. Those special operations are what actually tips the tide, you know? I'm gonna like lean into our side and think, listen, okay, there's one thing you gotta get clear. Under promise and over deliver, not the opposite way. Under promise, over deliver. She's going to look to the captain. It is It is a very good strategy. It has worked thus far. Are you going to put your rapier away? Yeah, Quinn, there's really no need to have that out. Like, we all know oh. you just like to take it out and wave it around, okay? But, like, it's not... This isn't that time. Always let them know there's a weapon at your hand. Uh-huh. Yes. At, 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 at the collective hand of us as a group, as a team, to protect each other. And I'm not yes. always talking about war. Oh, my God. So the, is, is this how you guys do business normally? Like, you, you do the bantering right in front of the people you're trying to deal with? It's worked oh. for us thus far. <laughs> you have no idea. I, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, Admiral Mara is really good at banter, but he he does it very differently. We're listen, banter is a fourth year class. We haven't gotten there yet. Here's the important question that you all need to answer right now: Do you want to be rescued or not? I mean, that's that's not really a fair question. You know, obviously, yes. It's sort of loaded, isn't it? It's not loaded if you if you look at us as the rescuing party. Yes. Look, we'll try to work with you here, but there you, you, you've got to understand, like you know, the whole duty thing. Look, let's just get out of this alive, and we can discuss the details afterwards. Okay? That sounds great. Does anyone here specialize in any kind of evocation magic? Show of hands. Uh, yeah, we're not really that kind of school. Okay, good. Good to set a baseline. Good to set a baseline as to where we're at on the magical scale and how you're going to be able to defend yourselves. Do you have anything that you can use to defend yourself in case things get uh, uncomfortable? I mean, they do all have, you know, physical weapons in their hands. Yeah, I just, know? like, looked straight past those. <laughs> do you know what you're facing outside? Have you any idea of the threat against you? Uh, no, we did mention that we've never seen them before. So, yeah, we're, we're kind of, by definition, unaware of the threat. We're just doing the best we can with what we have here. They stand about eight feet tall. They're rather rotund. And they're made of magical rune-covered armor. I imagine those pesky little swords and spears you're carrying are not going to be very good against them. You would do well to stay close, and we will move quickly. Uh, that's actually, yeah, I just have one quick follow-up question. Uh, so if that one teleporter, that northern teleporter, uh, was destroyed by one of these contracts, let's say, uh, how do we get to where your leadership is? Um, what I'm really saying is, take me to your leader. 
And how many of them are there in the room right now? Yeah, I was so there's that. about a dozen in the room right now. Okay. And um, so the uh, so the putative leader in this room this room sort of steps up, the one who's been talking to you. Um, well, I, I I guess I'm sort of uh, the one here. I'm the class uh, sort of the class leader. Um, I am, my name's um, my name's Coet, Cadet Joannis. All right, Cadet Joannis. Joannis. Is there a different way to navigate through this tower if um, one of the teleporters was destroyed? Well, which one are you talking about? Uh, we know which one. Uh, yeah, I <clears throat> totally know. Felix totally knows which one. Arasatra knows which one. Yes. Based on her notes. <laughs> So we entered through the top and when we took the west teleporter one floor down, it led us to a room where one of those constructs was destroying the northern teleporter and there was still an east and a south in that room. Are you familiar with that space? Okay, so that was that was the back entrance. So that sort of leaves us the harbor entrance, um, which was uh, the really big room where the faculty had gone. Well, in the really big room, we found a whole bunch of them, didn't we? Was that the really big room? A whole bunch of the faculty? Well, there were pillars and then a whole bunch of constructs. Oh. No, No humans, really. They were just milling about. Oh, no. No, that's that's um. Well, that's where they were, and that's that's our that's our way out. Well, it sounds like we need to clear it. How many of there are you down here or in here? Here. Is it just you guys, or was there another group? Oh no, there are there are about two hundred of us down here. There it is. Oh, I was like, there can't be just twelve. Okay. Okay. Certainly, certainly we can uh, get some of you. Um, honestly, if they are moving across those teleporters, we need to secure the entire tower. Yep, it's time. Uh, again, two things. The first thing I would suggest is going back and closing every single one of those gates we opened. So that they cannot harm the students. Wait, so you're just going to lock us back in here? Uh, unless you want to join us in battle, it's glorious, I assure you. I don't think you want to do that. It's rather nasty. The 200 of you could gang up on whatever one you wanted. It'd be fun. <laughs> well, we oh, yeah, that, that, that would be great. At, at, at the cost of how many students? There are right, children I, here. At least a dozen. I did not actually suggest it. That was my best shot at sarcasm. <laughs> I'm just rolling things over here, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, well, listen, we're going to have to get to clearing this out, I guess. What would you like to do? Like, I implore you guys to stay safe. And if that means, you know, staying behind a bunch of bars until this whole thing blows over, that's one thing. But obviously, like, I mean, if you don't want to stay here, but you don't want to get into a fight, you need a plan. Is there another entrance besides that large hallway? No, that's that's the one way in and out of here. This is this is a secure place. Then that is the best way to protect you. Stay here. We will kill everything else. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll we'll hold the fort. We'll trust you guys. I guess uh, we don't have really have a whole lot of choice here. I assure you, we are your only hope. Uh, Jarrell steps back on the teleporter and clicks his sword of justice to his giant shield. Uh, hopefully everybody else follows him. <laughs> and he's going back to, to close the gates again. Well, I'm I don't certainly think... not going to let him go by himself. So, yes, I'm following. But did, you, but did you also, like, I'm trying to think of the word. Like, you just beckoned us. Uh, no, he was more showing off for the kids. We're going to let this slide. You guys can do what you want. He knows that he's going to kick some ass. <laughs> so is everybody joining him on at about the same time? Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, what I'm thinking is those eight levers controlled the gates, and that dial most likely controls the beacon. Maybe. Well, it seemed to me a column of light leading to a beacon at the top of the tower. It seems to be a source of energy, at least by my estimate. Yeah, probably. So you just cranked that thing to 11, right? And, and uh-huh. we're going to see, like, you're cool? Everybody's cool? I feel okay with that decision, yeah. I feel I stand behind it. If anything, it'll beacon more support. Or maybe that's the whole reason why those undead are here. Well, it was off when we got here. It was completely off? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was at zero. So you know what? What's the worst that can happen? So now we're in the they hallway with the it. gates. We're in the hallway with the gates. Is, is right. it still clear? So we're in the hallway with the gates. And right now it is still clear, yes. All right. We'll I mark like the right back. now. I don't like the right now. Well, that's why we need to go close those gates now. Yeah. Let's go. Cool. All right. So uh, you are proceeding along the hallway at what kind of pace? Run. Jog. <laughs> yeah. And jog. So about trot. Oh, 60 feet per second, uh, 10 feet per second. Yeah, that's a pretty decent clip there. Oh, wait. And... Shit. It's going to take us a second to get back to those lovers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Damn. We better hurry. Yeah. Uh-huh. We are we are dashing. You're damn right we are. We're like Scooby Doo dashing. We're like all right. We're dashing. Like legs legs um, are going in circular motions. Okay, and as you get about halfway down the hall, you see at the end of the hall a bit of a flash of light, and no. one of those constructs appears. Okay, I yep. immediately throw <laughs> three Eldritch blasts at it. <laughs> All right. What's the range on those? 120 feet. All right. RFI, everybody. Roll for initiative. Felix did get those Eldritch Blasts off before we yes. rolled initiative, yeah, right? and we're going to get that in at the top, and that initiative is going to engage. So oh, fire goodness. those beautiful beam footages off. I think this is the first time I've ever gotten initiative higher than everybody. I don't think I've ever been able to do it. So what I'm going to just say here is that the first two are a 23 and a 19. Both of those do hit. The last one is a nat one. (gasps) That's a lot of nat ones. All right. So we're going to resolve the first two. Let's do that. Yes, that'd be great. That'd be super cool. So, first one does 10 force damage. The second one does 13 force damage. And the creature's movement speed is reduced by 10 feet, and it's pushed 10 feet further away from us. Well, let's see. What was, that was 10 and 13, you said, right? Mm-hmm. So, 23 force damage, and it's Speed is reduced by 10 feet, and it's pushed 10 feet away. Okay, so it is pushed to the back wall behind the teleporter, and its speed is reduced by 10 feet. Okay, and that is noted. All right, and with that nat one, mm-hmm. uh, that is going to strike the ceiling about 20 feet down the hallway and blast a chunk of the ceiling out. Uh, and um, now there is sort of a cloud of dust and debris, which is obscuring your view down the hallway. Any ranged attacks through that would be made at disadvantage. It is about how far, how far down the hallway? It is between 20 and 30 feet in front of you. Okay. In that general area. All right. Nope. So that is the end of the Felix surprise round, and we are on to Quinn. 
Wind cast. And we're going to say you are 120 feet from the construct, and oh. 20 to 30 feet in front of you is in a, is an area that you have a disadvantage firing any ranged attacks through. So first step um, is move 30 feet up, and then maybe you can hit something. think for a second okay so i don't want to waste my action surge though okay um all right i'm going to move 30 feet toward the construct now I'm only 90 feet from the construct. And I'm going to hold an action. Um, when, when or if the construct moves 30 or more feet closer to me, I'm going to... Well... Mm, no, never mind. I'm going to... I'm going to shoot my short bow. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take this advantage. Well, if you, how, much, how many though. feet did you move? Thirty feet. You moved thirty feet, so you emerged from that cloud, and you can shoot without your disadvantage. So you can just shoot normal. Okay. You I are now. Know if this is gonna though, do much, so though. Can, yeah. Let me. Let me see. Hold on. Two seconds. I don't know. Um, I just don't think any of this other stuff is really gonna do anything. Um, I'm gonna cast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a mort, and I'm gonna cast mirror image on myself. Um, so there's now four versions of Quinn standing in a line, almost like pawns on a chessboard, basically preparing to block anything for my my group. Um, that's what I'm going to do. All right, interesting. The, uh, the soul-forged construct is going to, uh, it doesn't have anything ranged it can do, so it is going to dash 40 feet. So that would put it 50 feet from Quinn and 80 feet from the party. It is the end of its turn, and it is now Arasatra's turn. This construct is 80 feet in front of you. Between 20 and 30 feet in front of you is that uh, range obscured area. Trying to figure out if there's any sort of uh, bonus actions. So far, everything is in action. So my first action, I want to uh, try to entangle it. I'm just going to cast concentration up to one minute. 90 feet is the range, so I can stay put where I'm at. Um, I might move up to uh, 60 feet. I'll take my movement. The 30 feet, I'll get up to 60. Um, grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground, uh, I guess all within the hallway. It's 20 foot square, so I would imagine it, it just encompasses the whole spot. Um, for the duration, these plants turn the ground and area into difficult terrain. Your creature must make a strength saving throw or be restrained by the plants. Okay, so you cast it where it is, or you cast it somewhere in front of you? I missed that. Where it is. Okay. I moved up. I moved up 30 feet, so now within 50, I guess. And I can, uh, I've got a range of 90 with the spell. Sounds great. So, uh, let's see. It needs to make a strength saving check, you said, right? Yes. All right. And it is doing that. And that is a 24. I'll do it. So there is no effect. I mean, it, it counts it as difficult terrain, but um, 20 feet would probably give it 10 feet in front of it and 10 feet behind it, and then just fill up the hallway. All right. 
Yep, it would do that as the hallway is 10 feet wide. Okay. So I'll leave it up for now. I'm still concentrating on it. And uh, I, I'm looking for bonus actions, so I'll have to check that out. That'll be it for me. Okay, so that is Arasatra. We are on to Jarrell. You are 80 feet away with that uh, schmutz in between you and the target. Jarrell will move 60 feet up. Jarrell will move 60 feet, so that puts you, let's see, 60 or so. 20 feet from it. 20 feet from it. Yep. All right, so Jarrell, you are 20 feet from it. Do you have anything else on your turn then? Nope. Okay, that is Jarrell, and we are back to Felix. Well, I'm going to move 25 feet closer. All right, so that gives you five feet left in the stuff. And... You know what? As, uh... Yep. I have enough to spend here. As a bonus action, I'm going to far step and teleport an additional, as a bonus action, uh, 30 feet ahead of that. I want to put myself just behind Jarrell. Uh, let's see, yeah, that puts you 25 feet from. And as my action, I will use the cantrip for Eldritch Blast. Fire three beams again. Against All right. Thing. That is more like it. The lowest is yeah. The lowest is at twenty-four. Okay, so yeah, those will all hit. Okay. We have eleven. Plus 11 is 22, plus 9 is 31, force damage. And its speed again is continues to be reduced by 10 feet, and it is pushed 10 feet back. Okay. It is pushed 10 feet back, and it continues to have that 10-foot debuff, right? That doesn't stack. It does not stack. Okay. So the effect will... ended on the start of my turn. Okay, so it is now 35 feet from you and 30 feet from Jarrell. That sounds good to me. Okay, so uh, we come back to Quinn, and Quinn was uh, just outside the stuff. Uh, let's see, so that was uh, 80, so it is now 90 feet from you. I'm going to cast Heat Metal. Ooh. On the construct. Um, okay. Oops, wait, I'm in the wrong one. Okay. Uh, that causes me... It, so there's no... Like, it automatically happens. Um, there is no um, check for it. Uh, because it's metal. And I'm just trying to find all my turns. Um, okay. So I'm going to actually cast it at third level. It's a second level spell. So it adds an extra die. So I'm going to roll a 2d8 and then an additional 1d8. So I rolled a 7 on the first two and a 4 on the second two. So it takes 11 damage, 11 heat uh, heat damage, fire damage, excuse uh, me. Fire damage, correct? Yep, 11 fire damage. Um, it also... Um, because it can't, it can't like drop itself, so it's stuck carrying this heat. So as long as I can keep concentration on it, it will continue. I can use a bonus action to continue to cause it damage on my next turn. Because it's broken. Okay. It's a broken spell. Yes, excluding the fact that this has a damage immunity to fire. So it's just going to be hot metal with an angry undead spirit inside it. Gasp! So my so my spell did nothing. It did nothing. It did something, just yes, not it what hot. wanted. 
So the soul itself is not being affected by the hot metal? Nope. Uh, my uh, my sheet here has damage immunity fire. Boom. Okay. As James would say, sucks to suck. Well, so that being said, I'm going to... Excuse me. The four of me are going to run up to Jarrell. Um, so I'm on the same plane as Jarrell, uh, 30 feet. I'm going to use an action surge. Does the does the construct have a weapon? No, the construct has no visible weapon. Um, I'm going to use my bonus action then instead of action surge. I'm going to use my bonus action to give Jarrell uh, Bardic Inspiration. Okay, so uh, you got the D8, and then I'm going to stay there. Yeah. Okay. So no action surge? No, because then, like, all I can really do is move. I can't really... I mean, I, I could attack with a with my short bow, but I don't know what metal arrows are going to do to a metal construct. You know, I don't know. You don't know until you try If it's you, I'm just saying, you said action shirts before, so I'm just making sure that we are canceling that. Yeah. Because you didn't actually do anything that would warrant that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna action switch. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you moved, you were 90 feet away, so you moved, um... No, no, no. I was 60 feet away. You were 60, huh? Because he moved, I moved to 90, then he moved up 40... So I was 50 feet from him, and then he moved yeah. back 10. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're correct. Okay, so you are now even so with uh, you're even with Jarrell at 30 feet away right. from it. Yep. All right, sounds good. Okay, so that is Quinn, and we are onto the construct. It is 30 feet away, and uh, let's see. Its move can only take it 20, uh, so it is going to... And it's walking through difficult terrain? Question mark? Yeah. The is, first uh, difficult terrain stack with that though. The first ten feet was difficult terrain. Whenever it moved forward from after I attacked it, it was ten feet. Okay, so that would be Well no, it wouldn't. Uh minus minus five feet of movement. If it didn't want to move its full speed, it wouldn't make any difference anyway. It got yeah, pushed but back I'm trying to. It got pushed back. Uh, that was its most recent move since then. So it's not the, the ten feet. It's um, it's twenty. Twenty feet through that. So okay. let's see. Uh, how does that stack on top of uh, the previous movement? Then is that uh, just cut in half again? Then uh, let's find out. Yeah, because I feel like that uh, there's a specific way that needs to interact. It says it says here every movement in difficult terrain costs uh, one extra foot for each foot moved. So essentially it's halved. Okay. All right, so yeah, it's halved and in a different way where it would stack them. So he would be able to move 10 feet for the normal move. And then he could dash to make it that 20 again. Correct. All right, so that's what he would need to do because that's really the only action available right now, so. 50. So he has moved 20 feet. He is now out of the difficult terrain. Okay, and he is, yes, and he is then now 20 feet away from Jarrell and Quinn, 25 feet away from Felix, and further away from Arasatra. All right. All right, so that is done, and we are now on to Arasatra's turn. Uh, I think I'm going to end my entangle concentration, and um, I'd like to be about 10 or 15 feet behind, probably 10 feet behind uh, Jarrell. Okay. And I'll cast Moonbeam. All right. So what does Moonbeam do again? Arasatra, use Moonbeam. <laughs> <laughs> very effective. And she looks at Jarrell as she's like lifting her staff. She has a giant moonstone on the end of her staff. 
you can clearly tell this is a spell she is quite practiced with as she like rolls her eyes as she glances at Jabrell and then she goes <sighs> and again it's like she's punching as she holds her staff and uh a silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five-foot radius, filling the entire hallway uh, from floor to ceiling, um, centered on the point where the construct is. Until the spell ends, dim light fills the cylinder. Dim light? It, dim light. Yeah, super dim. <laughs> when the creature enters the spell's area for the first time or on a turn, there uh, is engulfed ghostly flames that cause searing pain and must make a constitution saving throw. Takes two t- uh, two d10 radiant on a failed save. Con right. save. So nine plus four, thirteen. That does not save. Seventeen is the DC. Okay. And I rolled a 6 and a 10, so that is 10 radiant damage. And I'm going to hold concentration on that. On my subsequent turns, I can move it up to 60 feet in any direction. So I'm just holding my staff out and focusing that moonbeam. Wherever that construct goes, she's going to want to draw that moonbeam towards it. Okay, so that damage is done. Your movement is done. Do you have any extra bonus actions or anything you got going on? Uh, no. She's good for right now. Uh, and she's gonna say, let's make short work of this. We've got work to do. Alright, so Arasatra is, uh, done with, uh, her turn. Jarrell, it is your turn now, and you are 20 feet away from this thing. Uh, you know what's happening. I mean, I know, but can you uh, let the audience at know at home know? Swing one with the sword justice um, is a twenty-four. Yeah, that hits. Swing two is a twenty-nine. All right, that will also hit. They will both be receiving. Uh, let's see. Versions of Divine Smite. I'm just trying to decide which ones. Uh, you know what? Can we, can we do them? Um, I can decide as I'm hitting, right? So the first one gets I one. I think you have to decide. Before I hit? Now. You've hit. And now you have to decide. I'll use. You're spending. I'll just use one. First level. Because we've hit this thing quite a bit. Okay. Oh, I mean, I know there's probably quite a bit of battle left to you, go. Yeah, and you always get you always got improved divine smite on every hit anyway. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, paladin damage montage away. <laughs> holy damage. That's a paladin. That's a paladin. It. It's it's going to be two d eight per hit of radiant damage just because improved divine smite plus on death. Right? It's three. It's actually four, but the improved. It's 2d8 radiant oh, damage, yeah. increases by one per spell slot, plus one against the undead, and one for improved. So yeah, 4d8 per hit. If you're doing an, if you if you're if you're spending a first level for each hit. I'm just doing the one, and then the second one it gets its own uh, bonus of another d8 for the sword of justice plus the d8 slashing damage. So. Four, five, six for the first hit. Yep. I was like mathing it in my head because it's like, okay, it's it's the two d eight radiant plus the extra because it's undead, plus the extra from the sword. Plus the sword damage. <laughs> and, the, and the improved, right? Right, and the improved. It's a total of 8d8. For it all, for everything. Plus 14. <laughs> okay, so what numbers am I uh, punching into the calculator here? 35 plus 14. All right. 49. It's 40, 49. Okay, this thing is in extremely poor shape, but it is not down. 
I'm talking extremely poor shape. I got this. Yep. So do you have anything else uh, going on there, Jarrell? Uh, no, not this turn. All right. Felix, it is on to you. I've been waiting to use this, and I realize that it doesn't actually require concentration, so the time is now. It lasts for an hour. The time is nigh. The time is... Oh, right. It's nigh. It still is now. So you're going to see Felix put his hands to like the sides of his head, like towards his temples and do like the, the fucking Tim and Eric, like Eric Wareheim, just like mind blown type like action. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. Just a slow motion, like, right? And seven motes of light are just going to. Seven motes of light. Appear around my head. They emit a uh, bright light in 30 feet and a dim light for an additional 30 feet. It's a lot um, of lumens. Starts, yeah, it's a lot of lumens. And they just start swirling around my head. Right? Uh, I'm using Crown of Stars. It's the once per day usage of a 7th level spell slot that I have. Ooh. These last for an hour and no concentration necessary. And I can, uh, as a bonus action, fire one of those motes at something. So, I am making a ranged spell attack with one of the motes on this construct. As one of these seven motes streaks out at it. Alright. I think that'll do it. Uh, we're looking at a modified 20. Yeah, modified 20 will do it. It takes 4d12 radiant damage. Ouchie. 11, 16, we're looking at 25 radiant damage. All right, you can describe what it looks like when this thing is destroyed. The moat pierces through the center of mass, and then from inside, the light grows and expands outward, and then the whole thing just like, as like the light is just beaming through it, uh, goes completely dark and it falls to the ground. Ooh. And I still have six moats around my head, just like swirling around like a crown. All right. It is destroyed, and you guys are in the empty hallway. Let's keep moving. All right. So you guys uh, do keep moving, and you do reach the end of the hallway successfully. I like to hear that and take the teleporter into the room with the uh, one destroyed platform. Before before we get into the teleporter, Jarrell will ask, do you think one of us should, uh, two of us should stay here or in the next room to pr protect the students? The next room. The next room. Okay. We need, to we need a volunteer to literally hit the levers to close these gates while the rest of us give them some support. So... Um, we get to the next room. Jarrell is going to stay in this room. Are there any of the constructs in here? No, there is nothing in here as of yet. So Jarrell's going to hang out here to make sure that um, nothing comes in this one to get to that teleporter. I'm staying with Jarrell. Okay, so Felix and Jarrell will stay here. Um, between Arasatra and uh, uh, Quinn, who's going to go and uh, flip the levers? I mean, I would, suggest you, I would suggest you both go. Don't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm a little. I'm a little fearful of splitting the party to the point where only one of us is by themselves. Half and half. Well, I mean, accompany. I feel better about half and half. I don't feel great about it, but I feel better about it. Be in the outside, real quick. I see that. I, I look at the crown of, of of light around my head and and think, we'll be okay for a little bit. Just don't take too long. Quick, the money. Go, go, go. So, so we we don't we don't feel like there's going to be anything coming from the other end, right? Like that. This is the only way into that other room. It was that's, the only way in and out. I feel like I feel like the two of you are like right now the protectors but like you're sending two people well all right who are more see. than capable of protecting themselves 
if sure. you guys run it, if, if you gentlemen, or if you, if the, if the both of you, because you're not gentlemen, one, or uh, uh, if the two of you run into any danger, quickly back on the teleporter, back to us. We'll but if you can make here. it to those, that sounds so simple that it probably isn't going to be simple. <laughs> Dave, is there any way I could uh, hold on to concentration with my moonbeam while going through a teleporter? Mm, that is, um, you know what? Sure, I will allow it. Well, because of my warcaster feet, I make concentration rolls with advantage. Okay. To maintain calm. 14 plus, I think it would be. Constitution. Constitution plus three, 17. Okay. So I believe that's uh, well above the threshold. Uh, I am going to say that we are at time, and this is a good place to cut this episode off. So what I'm going to say, um, Phil, is it's uh, your responsibility to keep a uh, note that that's going. Remind us at the beginning of uh, next session. You know, it's uh, you know if you can remind us, you can uh, you can continue to have it between sessions. Yeah. Adult you onset are, moonbeam. You are wise and generous. I figured that's an even trade, and I've just got, you know, Felix and Jarl are staying in uh, what's in my notes room, too, and uh, Quinn and Arasatra had to switches, uh, so that's uh, my notes for where we're going to leave this. Um, and just a little bit of peek under the hood for the audience who's listening there, but anyway, audience, if you like us and my occasional digressions into the technical aspects of how uh, I might uh, run a session, then uh, you can find us on the internet. We're in such places as Reddit slash r slash hapless heroes podcast. We're on Facebook, hapless heroes podcast. We are both on the Twitter and the gram at hapless heroes. All those places will take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence, our discord server, where you can meet and greet and hang out with us and do the virtual handshaking and uh, all that uh, in our uh, neat little internet abode. We've got plenty of channels for all kinds of different topics uh, that we might like to talk about on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, maybe if you really like us, then you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. We are on such places as, uh, you know, uh, uh, Stitcher and, uh, you know, uh, Google Play Music and iTunes and all that. And, you know, you've uh, wherever you found us, leave us a review there. And if we find it, we will definitely read it so that we can rate you as the five-star human that you are. Now, if you really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash heroes. And uh, we've got uh, multiple different levels. Uh, you know, uh, sort of the nice popular one, uh, you get uh, you get added to our patron uh, bracket, and, uh, you get uh, access to the cool patrons channel we have on our Discord server, and uh, something else that uh, that bracket has, which is also in that channel, but also on our Patreon as our, uh, our outtakes. Those are some pretty great stuff. It's uh, it's a great uh, kind of uh, peek into the room with us. And also our patrons get to join us for our uh, next game night, which is coming up, was it, August 29th? 27th? August 29th. It is the 29th. All right, I got it right on the first try. How about that? Uh, and, uh, you know, higher tiers uh, gets you access to things like, uh, you know, the uh, Hoblet Notebook version 1, or, uh, you know, if you go really high, and I mean really, really high, tasteful news, but uh, you gotta go to some stratospheric places. You gotta get really, really high to do that. Oh, yeah, you'd have to be. And if you like us, right now you love us, Sally Fields and the whole deal, um, go down, down, down under the sea. Um, and create a hotel for the various marine life and you will record the full version of the hapless heroes played for in a whale song to attract all of the marine life to your uh, underwater hotel yeah and make that's us the first, yeah make us the first marine podcast out there <laughs> i think it's really an untapped market the whales oh yeah for sure and the dolphins they're intelligent yeah. they'll love this podcast don't forget the they'll sharks be too intelligent for this podcast <laughs> dolphins are too intelligent for this podcast. 
<laughs> but that would be dangerous for us. Dolphins are too intelligent for this podcast. I think that might be uh, Dave's review. You know, five stars. <laughs> Dolphins are too intelligent for this podcast. Although I still love it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it says a lot of things about a lot of different parties involved. But uh, speaking of parties involved, I'd like to outro the parties we have involved. And I'm going to start from my left. As Arasatra, we had Phil. Ooh. Well, that felt good. And to his left, uh, as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, we have Mike. I will sacrifice myself for the good of the party. To his left, as Lord Jarrell the Light, we have John. We've got this, Felix. And finally, to his left, as the fabulous Felix is about him, we have Francesco. Plans on plans on plans on plans. <laughs> My name is Dave, and I've been your host and dungeon master for this evening. Bye bye now. Bye. bye. Goodbye. 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 Bye. Bye. bye.